before we begin this episode, um, straight up, like, comment and share, please. It really helps the podcast. Uh, I, the editing process makes me very tired. I'm an old man. I have shoulder pain. My back hurts. Every day in the morning, I wake up, I question everything. So for me and for Road Sanity, please uh, subscribe to the to the podcast. It does us a world of good. I mean, making it a question of our sanity is a bit dark, dude. <laughs> Let's let people think what they think. Anyway. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Welcome back to a brand episode of Two Please. I'm your host, Abhin. And I'm your co-host, Rohit. And uh, today we have a, a slightly interesting episode. I kind of took a little while to wrap my head around what Abhin was trying to say. But once I got the hang of it, I was like, hey, this, this is interesting. So this episode will probably be out by around Valentine's Day. That's the idea, at least. So what we're trying to do. So this is not a uh, an episode on movies about love this is not an episode that movies we we watch with our partners this is in fact a flip on the latter this is movies that we've always wanted to watch with our partner for whatever reason and you always been shot down <laughs> uh, like hey can we please i really want you to watch this because I, I have a feeling you'll like it or other or at least i love it and i want to share this with you and it's like always met with her nah not happening. So that's the theme of this episode. Uh, did I explain that well enough, Abhin? Pretty much. Uh, I wouldn't fully agree with the point that these are movies that I love. Some of these movies I definitely don't love, but there's a reason why I want to watch them. Like I have a certain uh, reason as to, as to why I would like to sit down with my partner and watch them because I feel like the experience plays a huge part. But I don't want to give a, give much. I don't even think you know what that one movie I have lined up is for, is about. I mean, I don't know. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's like a secret uh, movie. I'm scared. So... Mm. So, b- before we get into it, let's start the show. So, you know, I'm sure you've all heard of the five love languages. Uh, quality time, physical touch, uh, words of affirmation, uh, acts of service and, and gifting. Telling our partners what movies we like is, is our, our way, is our love language, right? Watching films with them is, is how we, we portray yes. Yes. What we're feeling, because generally it takes us a, takes us a lot to recommend films that we like, because we, we're very protective of them. Uh, that's just generally the kind of people we've been all our lives, right? I guess the way you know people say you're uh, you you open up to someone and you reveal your inner self. For us, sharing some movies is is, is uh, that in some form, right? Hey, you know, like I, mm-hmm. this movie is very dear to me, and some movies feel like an extension of you. But exactly. that's not to say that any of these movies are necessarily part of that list. I think one movie for me is of the three that I'm going mm-hmm. to talk about. Uh, but I know what you're saying, right? Uh, for whatever reason, we, when we want our partner to watch some movie, they, it is a form of love language for us. I, I don't think I could have put it any better. Rohit has done the hard bit for me. But what I can do is I can kickstart the episode for us. So I'll start with my first. I kind of want to get this out of the way because this is probably the, the one film out of the three that I don't like. Okay. Uh, but there's the reason why it's on this list. So back in the old, we had an older episode of this. There's an older iteration of this episode called uh, the Date Night Movies episode. Mm-hmm. And where we talk about films that you use to test your partners or to have a certain have certain conversations around. And if this is your first Valentine's Day that you're spending together, you guys have been together for a month and this is the first time you're sitting down to watch a movie. And if you're specifically, if you're a woman... I I know this is a bit out there and we may have varying opinions, but I would highly recommend you sit down and watch Animal with your partner. I'll grow it again, Papa. <laughs> you... Okay. 
finish. So, okay, I need to add one more thing. Before we began this episode, Rohit had no idea I was about to talk about this movie, yeah. right? So, and he wanted to take a minute aside to shit on Sandeep Vangaredi. What are the odds? <laughs> and when I when he said, I need to stop it, and, and we were having a discussion about this, and I was like, no, dude, I promise you, I'll give you your minute, but not right now, because I want to segue this into... Uh, into the, into the into the episode. This is why we're doing the podcast together. <laughs> exactly. Like I didn't even have to think. I was like, I was like, okay. When you said it, I did my best to hold my uh, my expression and be like, okay, fine, bro. I I'm not going to give anything away because I didn't I didn't want to lose whatever that was on your face right now. <laughs> I want to know very much what you have to say. Okay. So Rohit has not watched Animal. I have watched Animal. I have not watched Animal in theaters. I waited for it to come onto Netflix. Uh, I had a conversation with my partner not so long ago about wanting to go watch this movie in movie theaters. And she pointed out something very specific saying, don't contribute to the film's collections. Not that it mattered. This movie made 700 crores um, across the across the world in about two months or so. I don't know well, how inflated those numbers are. Bucks matter. That's true. That, 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 is, that, is, that is the right uh, way of thinking. But uh, she said, wait for it to come out on Netflix. It eventually will show up on Netflix. And I was like, yeah, sure. Might as well. That, that I might as well end up doing that. I watched the film and I couldn't get through it in one sitting. And I and I commend those of you who went to the movie theater and, and sat through this in one sitting because three and a half hours long of the, whatever this was, was amazing. What I mean to say is you have a big pelvis. You can accommodate healthy babies. I said that this is a test movie. This is not a test movie to judge the other person's values. Of course, that is a conversation that you will have. This is to test their taste in films because without even going into the misogyny and with the hundred other problems that this movie has, this is a terribly made film. Don't get into whiskey. Have wine, it's good. Like this is a horribly made film. (laughs) I was in the shower not so long ago and I was thinking, what do I call this film? And I called it in my head, the words, the SNL of misogyny popped up in my head because that's what this movie is. Randomly assembled skits that are placed together over half an hour periods mm-hmm. to make a three-hour film that neither works from a storytelling perspective that is laughably bad in parts. And a great story. There is a real nice idea here that you could have done so much with that is completely mishandled by the director. If you were to go over the top, you could have gone over the top and it would be campy fun. It's not that either. This is a terribly made film that has somehow touched the lives of millions uh, and made so much money, like like I like I said, and I just couldn't see the the reasoning behind it. In fact, when I sat through the film the first time, I put up something on my Instagram story saying, "Surely this is a this is a parody. Nobody's taking this movie seriously, right?" I like I, I'm struggling to understand how anybody sat through this and didn't laugh. Yeah, I don't want to put more thought into this into this episode than the director put into a whole fucking film. But let let's let me do what I can. So, Animal is about this dude called Ranujay who has this weird relationship with his father. At times, and I said this, and I told this, said this to Rohit when I was watching the movie. There is an Ari Aster short film that we have discussed not so but long I was ago just called going the Strange. Ask, is it like Ari Aster-esque? <laughs> called the Strange Thing About the Johnsons, where this family that looks great from the outside in has a deep dark secret, and that the fact that the son is sexually abusing the father, and because the father loves the son so much, he can't do anything about it. This, whatever this was, was a socially acceptable version of it. Papa, I have. Never seen you without just surgery Because there is a man chasing after his father, looking for his validation, and his father is barely in the fucking film. There is no correlation with 
who the the person he ends up being and his childhood dynamics yes you could trace it back to a point where he was neglected as a child and this is the reason he chooses to act out but it made no sense and the more i watched the film every time there was a, there was a moment of tension or something that was about to go down he undercut it with a terrible choice of music and those of you who have watched this film will know what i'm talking about there's a scene where uh, unexplained to the uh, to the audience ranbir kapoor's character barges into a room and kills somebody and it's set to a dubstep music why <laughs> like it's horrific it's supposed to be uh, like really brutal and graphic it's supposed but why i'm i'm sorry if this is turning out to be an animal rant because i am not done with i'm sorry i'm I, i know i've been rambling around for 6 minutes but i promise you i'll stop get soon. it out get it out oh my god anyway there are just randomly inserted scenes in this film that make no sense there's this scene where he steals the bride from her wedding they get married they're on a plane and they're flying everywhere and out for no rhyme or reason the plane is about to like hit a mountain and these guys are like having sex at the back and then ranbir kapoor shows up and lifts the plane up the mountain why is the scene here no one cares because after as soon as that scene ends it cuts to 6 or 7 years later or 10 years i don't know who gives a shit but there, there's no correlation like there are scene and and now let's let's get to the misogyny part of the film this movie was made purely as a fuck you to everybody who had a problem with kabir singh or arjun reddy pick your uh, poison apparently arjun reddy is a lot more vicious than kabir singh kabir singh is more toned down i don't know but even if you're trying to prove a point make a good movie out of it don't don't deliver as garbage like there is no reason why um th- there's a sequence with a with a psychiatrist uh, that is there to purely put down uh, the psychiatrist there are points where uh, ranbir kapoor is is, confes- is confessing his infidelity to his wife and he says they like you are biceps like me aur ek chest aisa nahi mere jaisa hai even down there you have something like i've got then he sleeps with uh, tripti dimri's character and uh, and she has hickeys all over her and he finds a bunch of people from the rolls royce showroom to get him a rolls royce of the exact same shade who what so th- th- there are just random parts of this film that don't make sense now why i want you to watch this on valentines day or whatever is because it is a drinking game it is an experience that the two of you if the two of you have similar tastes in films or have similar opinions and opinions in life and i hope to god uh, both of you do you are going to have so much fun with this film the moment you stop taking it seriously and start looking at it as a parody it is a blast it's like me treating this movie the same way as i would have treated tommy wiseau's the room i know i know it's bad i know it has no value whatsoever there is one good thing about this film and even that people seem to have uh, had issues with my mother specifically pointed out that this was where she fully started laughing in the film and didn't stop right till the end is this weird action sequence that takes place right at smack bang in the middle of the film there's like an old boy tribute where the where ranveer kapoor fights a bunch of people with an axe there's there's a shout out to kgf which uh, a kannada movie with this uh, with this motorcycle that's got machine guns attached to it and overall in my opinion it's a bit out there because you have as he's fighting there are his sikh bodyguards uh who are singing um, uh, along to the to the to the fight yes it's out there it's 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 weird fine it it's something that the film tried to do differently that's about it does it work probably not but it's it makes an entertaining spectacle nonetheless the rest of the the shit that surrounds it is unforgivable uh and should be treated as such 
Wow, okay. <laughs> I was just going to speak for a minute, but uh, cool. No, my my uh, issue was more with the director. I mean, if you can call him one, right? Whatever the guy who generates this garbage. Uh, I was just looking at I, I don't know Wally Blinds and Gossip, some random shit I was reading, and then I came across this photo of Sandeep Vangareddy and his two characters, right, Kabir Singh and uh, Ranvijay. and i basically realized he has now i don't know what came first whether the look of the character came first or whether he has always looked that way and he wants the character to look like the way he does long hair big beard and he wears those shades i'm like this guy is basically making movies through which he can vicariously live out his small dick energy lifestyle and the the exact thing you said right like this movie seems like a reaction to the criticism he got for kabir singh or whatever arjun reddy sandeep reddy, uh, reddy vanga seems like, sandeep vanga reddy seems like the kind of guy who as a kid you know when a kid does something mischievous and you're like don't do that the kid will be like oh yeah fuck you now i'll do i'll you know i'll go I'll double down on it most of us who are you know functioning members of society grow out of this impulse Uh, as we uh, attempt to in, uh, integrate into larger society this man child has has refused to do that uh, so for that firstly fuck him uh, and the kind of values that he's propagating through his films fuck him uh, i don't want to mince any words here this guy is like the lowest dredges of mankind of humanity and it's no surprise that his movies work in india right this is a country of small dick energy it's a part and parcel of being indian fucking bullshit misogyny it's repression of the other gender to the point where violence is is common place and nobody bats an eyelid especially in non urban india it's even worse so i mean it's sad how unsurprised i am that this motherfucker's movies work in this country but shit come on we can be better than this guys no i just wanted to get all of that out of my system i i happen to read this in the morning i have just been so irritated about this right like an individual like this is even given a platform it's just a failure of the, like intellectual society forget forget intellectual platform dude i mean this is how south indian directors are viewed for some stupid reason uh, i don't want to do want people to uh, push this view on on us from here yeah like what the hell anyway let's not let's not spend any more time on him yes Also, uh, slight location change. I don't know what is happening with the internet in the other room. So now I have moved it to the study. Hopefully, this stays uh, reasonably okay for the rest of the episode. Praying because the editing will be a nightmare in in that scenario. But yeah. uh, let's let's go. Uh, what else are we? We can yeah, move on let from. Me, let me go with the. If you have any other no, added, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, enough <laughs> time has been spent. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's move on to greener pastures, happier times. Uh, let me talk about my first movie, and like I was mentioning, this is of the three movies I'm going to talk about. This is the one movie which I was kind of like I really hope Puram likes this because this is one of my favorite movies. This is one of those you know I'm I'm opening up to you kind of movies. Uh, but uh, okay, so the movie I'm talking about is um, 1969's Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, 68, 69. I think it's 69. starring Paul Newman, Robert Redford, um I'm forgetting the other characters. It doesn't really matter. It's they they are in the title, they they are the stars of the movie and it's their chemistry that really drives it forward, right? 
it's hard to describe what the movie is about because uh, while it is based on the lives of uh, real life uh, bandits slash robbers uh, there isn't much of a story there are these robbers who steal from somebody they shouldn't have and those guys keep chasing them keep chasing them uh, they mo- in fact while they're on the run uh, on the lam uh, butch cassidy and the sundance kid move from the us to bolivia to get away from them and the law still chases them when they're there uh, eventually they're cornered I-, i don't want to give the entire movie away so if i were to break it down into plot it's a three line plot but the movie is not really about the plot it's about their friendship their dynamic and just this was the movie because of which paul newman became my favorite actor of all time he's just sheer charm personified on screen from the way he uh, delivers his lines from the twinkle in his eye eye to the way he smiles that man is just like too charming so that, sorry, that twinkle in his eyes yeah that, that twinkle in his eyes insane even even from like on a jar of mayo i'm like stop it paul newman <laughs> <laughs> so i had no clue like i had no idea paul newman was like newman newman's was the same thing that was was part yeah of newman's own i think the line was called yeah. yeah and all of the proceeds yeah. from newman's own goes to charity so it was wasn't like he was, that, that guy was a champ even outside of work like mm-hmm. in real life and robert redford who i don't am ambivalent on is is great in this movie like he he fits the bill for sundance kid perfectly there are some great lines some great scenes very memorable right this is probably in my i know abhinav you i mean you and i have discussed this it's hard to nail down a favorite movie obviously because that's a variable yeah. thing we've tried to make our top 10 i remember long time back this is definitely in my top 10 so this is a very close movie to me punam is not into westerns i realized when i started to put this movie in and the movie starts it's a very slow movie right uh, it starts off with uh, it takes its time establishing the dynamic the within the first 5 minutes you have raindrops falling on my head uh, playing again it's a very nice sequence if you like you, re- you need to be in the mood for it right like you you're going to kick back and be like okay there's a 3 minute song where paul newman and i'm forgetting her name it's catherine something whatever and on the cycle mm-hmm. he's just like making sure she's having a good time and whatever they're just goofing around uh, if you're not in the mood it's it's a rough start to the movie i'll i'll give you yeah. that right and i remember five minutes into the movie she's like what no please can we watch something like what is what is this and i remember so does not does not not cut deeply or just like it's like you're showing exposing a part of your soul and suddenly someone's like hey can we watch something else i hate this Yeah I I was just going to say and I could hear this small crack <laughs> which was my heart like no it's good and I hate <laughs> like no you don't under- understand like that's how we show vulnerability that's vulnerability comes through through showing films that we love to people yeah so which is why the other two films on my list aren't these kind of films where you know the opening up kind these are the other two I'm going to talk about are really good films that I like uh and therefore i wanted her to watch it this was that one movie where i was like mm, can you all i hope you also like it cuz then we'll have something uh, wonderful to share but no <laughs> so okay tell, tell her uh, tell poonam your, your marriage is about to like witness a risk because i haven't seen bush cast in the sundance kid i own it on dvd but i will watch it with you <laughs> <laughs> oh my god 
god totally i've been Hello. sliding into my dvd player yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine puram's reaction you guys need to grow up <laughs> i but i but i get it I, i totally get your perspective on it um we should watch it sometime I, it's it's the perfect yeah. movie to watch with a good friend i think dude, more I think than partner it's like the perfect movie to watch with a good friend yeah dude and if and if this episode gets enough likes upvotes whatever i'll record us watching bush cash in the sun <laughs> and put up on youtube like all those reaction channels do because they seem to be getting a lot more views than us <laughs> that's for sure we do uh, done So but yeah that's uh um, that's Bush Cassidy. Let's quickly move on to mine that you could have mistaken to be a film from a similar era given how it looks and how it feels. But it actually released uh at the tail end of last year and is getting a release 2 days after Valentine's Day here in India. It's released in the UK, it's released it's on Peacock in the USA and this is uh, the Oscar nominated The Holdovers starring Paul Giamatti and uh, Dominic Sessa. Now if anyone were to ask you like what's what's the elevator pitch for uh for the holdovers right in my opinion it's like dead poet society for um but with, but with just one guy and and one yeah. teacher in, in, uh, and this is in a situation where they're both stuck now holdovers uh tells the story of a college professor who's a bit of a um, uh, a hard ass and who's in charge of monitoring a set of children over the winter break uh, there are certain kids who whose parents are unable to pick them up from boarding school so they spend the the break in indoors and the teacher supervises uh, them through this period and there's one such character in there uh, played by Dominic Sessa who is a little more complicated he's got a bit of a, um um uh, an, an issue at home and like he's smack bang in the throes of puberty he's feeling all these emotions he doesn't know what to do with them and he's out and he's just lashing out the first chance he gets so it's paul jamati's character and him that come together over this period and they and of course they have you've uh, devin joy uh, randolph who plays the chef of the, the head chef of the school who's just lost her son to the war i think to the vietnam war so there are these four five um characters that have not a lot in common but are grieving something in their own uh, in their own way that come together over this period and it is it is such a warm blanket of a film many have called it the like the perfect christmas movie and alexander payne hates that title uh, he he i he i believe and i quote uh, feels it's nauseating that people think that way but i understand why people feel that way because it it is the way i watched this film i watched this film on a cold winters bangalore cold winters day uh, wrapped up in my blanket um and i had such a great time i made friends watch it they loved it as well my father uh, has not spoken about the film in such high regard purely because he went to boarding school himself and he has some memories ah. and and he brought up this thing about and he hated his time at boarding school and he says when those kids got left behind at boarding school i remembered a time where there was only a 10 day period so nobody came to pick us up cuz it would take too much time so all the shetty boys were put together uh, involved yeah involved in because this is how like if you know my family like when if one brother goes to a certain school the rest of the family follows suit yeah. you don't have a family you have a clan <laughs> yeah basically yeah <laughs> less said about it the better <laughs> but the holdovers generally is a, a really heartwarming film 
it's something that I would watch with a with a partner any day, uh, g- given the chance, because there's nothing loud or there's nothing off putting about it. And, and the journey you go on with these characters, specifically Paul Giamatti's character, because he comes across as this ass, but then the more you peel the onion, the more you realize just how co- how much of himself he's buried inside to just keep going on a daily basis. Dominic Sessa's character, again, is um, he just wants to spend time with his family and for whatever reason, he's unable to have those uh, um, have them together at the same time. Devin Joyce Randolph's character is grieving and she is surrounded by a bunch of children uh, the age of her son. And so she's constantly reminded uh, of him on, on, on a consistent basis. There's so much that this film is highlights from a um, from a character perspective that I thoroughly enjoyed it. This is the kind of film that I would recommend you watch with your partner or you watch by yourself because I'm sure through the years this will this movie will make for repeated viewings uh, from my end. Holdovers is one of is that rare movie which uh, is a is a, f- a reverse situation for me where Poonam really wanted to watch this movie. Uh, and she, in fact, got a bunch of her uh, friends from work together uh, at one of our friends' house. Uh, I think there were seven, eight of us. Uh, nice setup, big TV. We we got a pray, whatever some F movies shit. We had just rigged it, rigged together, and uh, we set it up. Subtitles. Like there is no reason for us to not pay attention and watch the movie. Right? Everything was in place. A. I had a long day that day. <laughs> Had a very exhausting day. Ordered Poonam, and uh, B. I think twenty minutes into the movie, we took a break, and post that, I was chemically altered. So yeah, all of that together. I remember I watched until the part where uh, I hope this is not too spoilery, where Dominic Sessa's character breaks his arm. Arm. Yeah, yeah, it's in the uh, trailer. Alia yakta est. Yeah, so I watched until that part, which I'm guessing is not like a big part, like not a not much of the movie uh, was done. Not at all. And at that like point, I was like, oh, "This movie is really nice. <laughs> it's fucking past." <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, soon after that, so did Poonam, and then we were we were woken up and we both left. All of the others who were who were corralled corralled into watching the movie ended up watching the rest of the movie. Poonam, who made the plan and. I, who she really wanted most to watch the movie, we just fucked up. <laughs> maybe, maybe it worked out in your favor because now this is a film that two of you can enjoy together because it obviously has that memory or the fact that she suggested it. And yeah, then yeah. Uh, it became like this this weird plan that... And, and this is my thing with going to watch movies with groups. It pisses me off because uh, everyone and everyone, everyone has, has like, their own agenda. Yeah, they're, they're on their phone. Someone is like asking for food, something or the other. Like, this brings me back to a memory of when uh, the last season of Game of Thrones. So whatever you may think of Game of Thrones, that last season was like a, was like a Super Bowl event, right? Everyone was getting yeah. together to watch it. And I'd never watched Game of Thrones with anybody in my life. This was a show that for the entirety of the seven seasons that I managed to catch up with in India... I would go to work on a Monday morning and it would drop somewhere uh, at 8 a.m. on a Monday morning. So I'm not the kind of guy who watched the show and go to work, but I would go to work, switch off my social media, come back home, work out, finish everything. And then at the end of my day, I'd sit down to watch Game of Thrones. That was my ritual. 
because that's that's how I uh, enjoyed uh, watching the show. This was the first time I watched it with a group of people, and I hated it, and I vowed to never do it again because I need when I when you go to a movie theater, you're forced into silence. When you're watching a, a movie in a living room with people, that that uh, judgment from people you don't know isn't there. So people yeah. are a lot more free. People are a lot more lax. And and that annoyed me. And I think that was the last time I have, I I have watched a movie or a show that I haven't seen before, with with mm. a group of people. So now what I do is, if I have to watch something, if I'm going to watch uh, a movie at a friend's house, I will always suggest a film I have I have seen. Oh, okay. I will. I try so, to quickly watch it beforehand. <laughs> no, 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 not that. That I. I explicitly make it a point unless there's one friend who would who insists that I watch movies that she that I, I haven't seen with her. B- but besides that, every every other group that I end up with, I always make sure it's um, it's a movie I've seen before because it the mannerisms of the people around me annoy me a lot if it's not, uh, <laughs> especially in a movie I'm trying to pay attention to. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, come in the larger point being, I think both of us will. get around to watching it um soon but not to i don't want to critique the movie it needs to be a day when we're not super tired because this yes. is not it's not a movie that will keep you on the edge of your seat let's put it that way it's from not it. a, it's a, it's not a bad thing it's just what it is it's the nature of the film it's a sunday movie i, I think that's the best compliment yeah. i can give it it's on a sunday when you're just laid back and you're chilling and you watch the holdovers and you have a little um a doher yeah. to wrap yourself around and watch on the couch this is definitely that kind of a film or if you have the opportunity go watch this in movie theaters it's releasing in india on the 16th of february uh and it is a great date idea for the two of you to just go uh, get get some popcorn get some pepsi coke whatever your your preference and sit down and watch it if you prefer streaming options like rohit said there are websites where you can find it If you're in the US, you can stream it on Peacock, like I said earlier. And if it, if you're in the UK, because these are people in places where our audiences are from, so uh, you can watch this um, in theaters as well. But yeah, that's my second film. I don't want to spend too much time on it. Watch out for it during its Oscar run. Okay, let's quickly move on to my second movie, which is the 2021 Denny Villeneuve film Dune, based on Frank Herbert's famous novel. Uh, which was for the longest time considered to be unfilmable numerous attempts had been made in the past most famous among them being the david lynch version uh, which i mean it was released but whatever he wasn't able to complete the whole story is, is what i recall and i don't think the entire book can be covered in one film anyways uh, so what denny villeneuve released in 2021 was part 1 of 2 so there's going to be a second part now i have not read the novel i am aware of uh dune lore because of quizzing again it's it's impossible not to have come across it and not to know some bits and pieces about it right uh, because a lot of uh dune funday has sort of crept into the cultural zeitgeist there we so, go it's been a while i haven't heard it in some time <laughs> yeah so uh, inevitably it's found its way into quiz questions uh and therefore when i heard denny villeneuve's again both abin and i have adequately uh, professed our love and fandom and adoration of villeneuve so when i heard he was making it i was like cool 
uh, I don't know what Dune is about, but I know Dune as a property is great. Denis Villeneuve is great. This is going to be great. And uh, I didn't watch it in theaters, which I deeply, deeply, deeply regret. Uh, if not for, I mean, more than just the visuals of it, the sound design of this film is outstanding. Uh, the the effect I, uh, that I that I most remember is those hovercraft or whatever the the dragonfly craft when they take off. Where did they go? And I could feel those uh, the sound in my rib cage in my in my gut, right? So. It was a fucking outstanding movie experience, and I and I watched this alone. I think this was a Pune was at work or was at a friend's house. I had a free evening. I watched it alone. So after that, I was like, okay, I need to make her watch. I kind of knew this uh, when I was trying to pitch this movie to her. Right? Generally, as a rule, Pune doesn't like sci-fi because mm. it means you have to be a little cerebrally involved. And I know for her, watching movies is. more escapism escape. than getting involved because yeah, her work life is pretty fucked up right so like i want to watch and just forget about things so generally which kind of rules out sci-fi because you have to really pay attention and i could tell as i'm describing the movie to her instead of hitting marks which will uh, increase her enthusiasm i'm only digging the hole further first i said planets yeah. like planets yeah. and i said no there's mm-hmm. a lot of lore she said there's lore then i was like no no but there are these nice monsters these giant worms she said fucking worms please pass <laughs> it's like you went from story to 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 characters and then finally when both of them failed you went and said oh spectacle giant worm giant sandworm so uh, and she still and, and she said no did you end up watching it finally no it never going to happen okay one thing i am not the biggest fan of dune and this is this is segues into my story is uh, not you... the movie's strongest suit i'll give it that forget forget even the story like it's just Rather for me play, the pacing is off generally yeah. denny villeneuve films are a very hard sell prisoners i can yeah. get away with i i've watched prisoners with a group of people uh, arrival also because it's riveting you can get away with sicario people are following arrival asleep. is not an easy film to watch mm. you don't get the ending unless you have been super paying attention for the entire movie arrival expects your complete involvement from start to finish hmm. otherwise you won't get the ending and if you don't get the ending the movie is pointless arrival is not yeah, a decent movie to watch yeah and my dad wasn't the biggest fan he fan of the whole was not so much of arrival so and i'll and i'll use him as a <laughs> as, as a parameter as, yeah. as a yeah, persona so we're marketing people no this, this is what yeah. <laughs> so uh, but coming coming back to dune and whatever opinions people have had it's a good movie um would i suggest it on a valentines day um for a couple bonding session probably not uh, cuz either you you are with a person who is a massive dune freak or is into big sci-fi and fantasy stories then yes you're right you have to be one of three camps to be even interested to watch the movie you either need to be a dune uh, fan you or you need to be a sci-fi fan because it is a good sci-fi movie regardless of whether it's a good entry into the sci-fi genre yes a little speculative a little what i what i mean a little circumspect uh, a little it takes its time and pacing is patchy or you need to be a fan of polit- you know political intrigue sort of 
because there's a lot of that in in uh, dune as well fortunately for me i fall into camps 2 and 3 of of those three <laughs> so i could still enjoy it but like if you observed i drew focus not to the screenplay not to the story which i usually do when i talk about movies what i took away from it was the sound design so yeah the movie does have its flaws but it's definitely a good one time i'm looking forward to part 2 uh, i'm very upset that it's not called dune machale or something and there's no rithik roshan because there's sand there is <laughs> every time i look at elizabeth uh, yeah exactly every time i see timothy shalamit on like a sand dune i'm like oh that rithik roshan could have played this part and yeah. then Maybe it is at the end of the movie he'll take the mask as Rithik Roshan. Mask oh. it is. Rithik Roshan is Timothy Chalamet. Who knows? Hmm. So what's uh, hiding in the sand somewhere? Yeah, I know. But yeah, that was Dune. What's what's your uh, third film? All right, my third film is film. A lot of couples are probably seen, or not. Who knows? So, uh, my third film is a Studio Ghibli movie, and it's not. the go to stupid studio ghibli movie that is spirited away everyone seems to say spirited away is the is the ultimate film i don't think so i mean i i like it i don't love it there is there are possibly two studio ghibli films i haven't seen boy in the heron so i can't comment on it that i really enjoy one of them being grave of the fireflies and the second being princess mononoke which is what i am recommending i would not recommend you watch grave of the fireflies with your partner at any stretch of the so i was wondering at what point i should i should make this disclaimer right i mean i'm i'm going to apologize in advance cuz i can't really uh, give too much of a point of view on princess mononoke i know studio ghibli makes great movies again through quiz i've i've always heard of miyazaki's work but i've not watched any japanese anime cinema uh beyond grave of the fireflies because that was the first one i watched right and Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So imagine that that's your introduction and I remember after the movie ended I was like Jesus is this what Japanese anime movies are like? I am done. No, no. There's, there is <laughs> the Jap animation era has some really nice films that aren't this dark. We've spoken about them in the past. Like if you went from this to Akira you'd be I'd be like okay bro enough slow down. Uh but we let's take you to the warm embrace of the studio ghibli films because some of them are really nice and the entire catalog is on netflix in most countries right and if it's not and if you're in the us i think it's on hbo max now uh coming to princess mononoke uh, what i really love about this film is that this is probably the first animated film i saw that felt like an epic it's two and a half hours long it's quite a long film uh, or just under two and a half hours long and it tells the story of this guy called ashitaka who in the process of killing a cursed boar gets afflicted with this curse and he goes looking for a cure and he ends up in this town called iron town which is run uh, by this woman called lady eboshi and she's out to kill the forest spirit and they tell him that the forest spirit is will be able to lift your curse so it, there's he he's at loggerheads with this person and uh, there is also a forest girl who lives with two wolves and uh, what happened why are you laughing <laughs> While you are explaining the plot, the same Dune analogy is running in my mind. I'm I'm just imagining myself explaining the plot to Poonam. Since there are forest elves, there are wolves. I can just see her face. <laughs> no, but it's it's interesting I because it's I know I'm yeah. sure it's good. I'm saying if I were to describe yeah. it this way, the same thing would happen. She'd be like, "What? What? Sorry, continue." But ah, uh, but the one thing with this film is that it's not heavy, and it's like the, mm. there is no 
lore to study everything is is placed uh, okay in in front of you like it's it's a it's a very accessible film like i had never seen a studio ghibli movie until i walked up on into into this and i was just like wow this this is a, this is a great film uh, and then i discovered howl's moving castle everything else beautiful soundtrack and um, i think this is one of the last films animated films to have ever been made using those plastic animation cells uh, and oh. miyazaki himself drew about thousands of them by hand and it's so beautiful like i think more than anything else that i can give this film credit for is now they've upscaled it obviously to 4k whatever your streaming service you're watching this on it looks gorgeous for with, with the beautiful soundtrack from joe hisashi uh, which i listen to on a regular basis it it works as a standalone companion piece to anything you're doing is very soothing and you really gravitate to these characters that are in the film even ashitaka san who's who's the princess character of the forest who hates humans because she's been raised by wolves um is refuses to acknowledge her the fact that she's a human and 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 there's of course there's an invading um uh, army general who's trying to take over the town a lot of characters that are at loggerheads with each other as i was explaining earlier on a uh, mix for very interesting and engaging viewing there's obviously mm-hmm. a forest spirit that you've seen in other films like i think if you've seen hellboy 2 there is mm-hmm. a direct um what do you call not to it there and elden ring which is a game that came out last year or two years ago your steed in the game torrent is a direct not to yakult who is ashitaka's uh, steed in in this in the movie the final boss in the game is very similar to the forest spirit and one of my favorite stories to come out of this movie is this was the first studio ghibli film that was released in the us hey i was just so, going to say the same story yeah yeah go for it go mm. dude so and i have to talk about this like super this is hard in this episode yeah 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 so i have to talk about this right this is yeah. this is probably the best thing to this is the only thing i know about well. the movies i was going to like uh, yeah. yeah go for it go for it so francis moronoke harvey weinstein sees the film and says i want the rights to make it in the us and they and and studio ghibli says okay sure he takes the film and then he sa- he starts suggesting cuts to the film saying okay there are certain things that need to be taken from the movie now miyazaki swears that he never did this he didn't do it but his producer, producer. Uh, sent yeah his producer uh, sent harvey weinstein a katana uh, with the message no cuts uh, emblazoned on it and and no cuts were made in the film yes the movie is uh, is most simplified in the english version because it's a lot of japanese law that doesn't carry through in translation so they got neil gaiman to rewrite parts of it to make it more digestible to american audiences but the film was not cut and still remains 99% uh, the same film but why uh, i think you should watch this yeah. uh, film during valentine's day because it's not a, it's not a love story it's it's an epic you can easily get into you don't have to watch previous films it starts it ends there's no follow up to it it's a very contained story and you go on a journey with these characters and if i know a lot of us look to watch rom-coms or or dramas with uh, with our partners but going on on such a fun ride it's like going it's like going on a on a fun ride that has laughs it has it has tears it has super em- deep emotions and a beautiful soundtrack that really makes you think as the film progresses i keep talking about the soundtrack i really love it uh it's it's a film i i highly recommend that you try and check out either with yourself or with your partner if you have the opportunity i would say there are few nations which have a very very distinct 
lens on things right um, like i would say india is a little distinct but then india sort of also bleeds into sri lanka nepal bhutan pakistan because we were all you know very homogenous in that sense so it's like a whole regions culture uh, your white people are white people whatever <laughs> boring uh, even your china and uh, southeast asia southeast asia again has some similarities but japan i don't know why it just seems to stand on its own right in their art mm-hmm. in their in their lore in their literature in their cinema uh, just the, cult, the the whole cultural boiling pot it just seems i don't know maybe it was because it was an island nation but again it's not the only island nation in the world so you know that that is by, that by itself is not reason enough maybe it was because they had uh, you know self imposed isolation for a good mm-hmm. 300 years and, until admiral ferry came in 1865 or whatever i don't know what right it was a sort of like a petri dish which in which their own culture again pun intended was mm-hmm. was allowed to sort of blossom uh, blossom it it even i i think i said this even when we spoke about drive my car in, in the last episode it's mm-hmm. just their approach is something uh, to a situation to a story to to life is just very different uh, there's a there's a very bizarre side to japanese and entertainment which of course exists like there was <laughs> I, I, we can cut this out if needed um but there there was a, there was an old game show that that became very popular on nine gag where these guys would be doing karaoke while getting jerked off and it was basically who survives who can sing the longest without i've heard of this yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> yes yeah. yeah i don't know why so it's just it, it, it you have like real deep thoughtful and and path breaking films and also you have this side so it kind of there this very different like there for in that small island nation there seem to be multiple worlds that's the only yeah. way i can put it so i get i get that you know for, and for that reason if nothing else i will probably at some point get over my grave of the fly flies uh, fireflies trauma and 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 watch some more studio ghibli i think it's just it's it's a movie that you can put on anytime there's no emo- emotional it's not grave of the fireflies for sure i assure <laughs> you it is anything but grave of the fireflies it's uh, i think once you watch one you probably will go back to and you'll get you'll get more curious you'll go explore totoro you'll explore Ponyo, Howl's Moving Castle, I think is probably the gateway, or even Spirit Away is the gateway. But Howl's Moving Castle is much beloved by the community. Mononoke is my personal favorite, and it is a film I would watch with uh, anybody, including you. So tell your wife I'm going to make you watch Mononoke. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Cool. So coming okay. to my last film, um, again, uh, not a very cheerful one, but a movie that I personally love a lot. Uh, The movie I'm talking about is 2017's uh, Logan, directed by James Mangold, if I remember correctly. Starring, of course, Hugh Jackman. You have Patrick Stewart. You have Stephen Merchant in a very interesting role. Uh, the bad guy is Boyd Holbrook. Boyd, Boyd Holbrook. Yeah. yeah, Boyd Holbrook hmm. plays the bad guy. Very interesting uh, take on the superhero movie as a concept, I would say. But also within X Men movies, within whatever air quotes marvel movies stands apart right this is not a movie of spectacle this is not a movie of you know line drops or big moments or uh, you know superpowers or you know any of the things that you expect from an mcu movie this movie almost has none of them this is super character driven super story driven uh, and the relationships between the characters it 
it needs you to buy into it it needs you to get emotionally invested and it rewards you handsomely for it if you do right very rich in storytelling and i'm probably painting with too broad a brush i wouldn't consider hugh jackman to be a great dramatic actor i'm not saying he's bad by any stretch of the imagination but he is no daniel day lewis right but he's mm-hmm. really good in this movie um but again the star of the show is daphne keen who who plays the little girl mm-hmm. i'm forgetting her name she she's also lovely in the film so is patrick stewart i would say for both of them stewart and uh, jackman in their long and storied career playing these characters this is their best turn right far and away their best mm-hmm. turn so there's a lot to love about the movie um, and i remember the first time i watched it i was like damn this movie is good i wanted punam to watch it similar to sci-fi punam <laughs> like superhero movies okay let's get a little real this is a little and i get that right superhero movies are i myself have now been i'm fucking done with superhero movies for a while at least she was already done with it like 10 years ago i think so uh, i don't blame her for this uh, as much as i probably would for say a butch cassidy that still hurts but uh, <laughs> i get her point of view i was like maybe you want to give it a try she was like no like okay fair enough cool i tried no it, it's it's funny that you brought this up because i think we're really vibing really hard today so the film i took off the list <laughs> To, to make way for an animal for whatever the impact that was was deadpool which uh, oh, is yeah which is in my opinion is it's a valentines day film they advertise it as a valentines day film yeah he um, does it's kind of insane that we brought it back to um uh, to the x men universe yeah. this is a movie i've seen once and for good reason right and willingly i've seen it once because I've, every time i try to rewatch it after it's 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 it's, mu- it's too much it, it felt like i was watching the last of the last of us featuring wolverine and i love the storytelling in the film this is probably the first time like i i sat up and said james mangold i wasn't familiar with your game and then i realized i was very familiar with his game because i had seen identity i had seen 310 to yuma i just didn't know who the director was oh yeah 310 uh, to yuma is also a fucking amazing mm-hmm. movie Exactly. So even it's a remake, but whatever. It's um, such a such a fun film, starring Russell Crowe and, and Christian Bale. So I went for such a ride with this film. Um, that that last thirty minutes is like a gut punch. <laughs> that last thirty um, minutes is hard. It goes hard. And and even when um, when uh, Patrick Stewart, Professor X, is having a seizure, is he having? A, I, I'm not. I yeah, he, he's, he, he's yeah seizures where he has his, he radiates these blasts of his. psychic power yeah so sad exactly to see him like that it was it went from a very dark turn given where days of future past ended because days of future past ended i think x-men apocalypse also came i think x-men apocalypse was after this which was this weird bright uh, never mind we spoke about it on i think it's on one of the episodes so i think it's on great oh, expectations really? yeah so and then this came and and this is uh, probably huge jackman's they were they were talking about oscar uh, nominations for his role yeah and fair, I, i think totally the po- yeah the poster is a, a, is a throw is a tribute to, to schindler's list which is the hand and um, ah yeah he's, he's holding the the hand and it's and it's the and the claws falling and the and the claws even the trailer out. was so kick ass to reduce johnny hurt's uh, cover of uh, johnny cash's cover of hurt and mm. i was like first of all i hadn't heard that co- i had heard that cover vaguely but this trailer brought it back to memory I was like fuck what a brilliant use of the song. I'm actually good. kind of 
not happy about the fact that Hugh Jackman's coming back in Deadpool 3 because this was the I... perfect send-off. They're sort of messing with... They, you know, canon, canonically, they pulled it off. This is as good a send-off as... You know, people talk about Captain America send-off in whatever year, Infinity... Endgame. Endgame, sorry. Endgame, I was like, guys, Logan, please. Hmm. Pay your respects. Logan is... I think, uh, I think what they're trying to do is they're not trying to interfere with it after they're they're catching him somewhere in the middle of his yeah with Deadpool uh, you can do whatever yeah. you want right like yeah I, walls timelines nothing matters hmm. I'm curious I'm curious for Deadpool but uh, but but Logan I, I I really enjoy I think no like, when I say so you're not just canonically just to clarify that hmm. point it's not just uh, the fact that Wolverine the character had a great send-off it was also Hugh Jackman. I was like, this is my send-off for Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. That is the part that's yeah. I, yeah, I, I had made peace we, with, okay, I will not see him on screen as Wolverine again. I'm like, mm, okay. We spent 17 years with him as Wolverine. Yeah, we're like, yeah like, this that's is one like we grew up with him as Wolverine. Yeah, and X-Men for me, the first one is, is one of my favorite films. Even X2, X1, 1 and X2 2. X2 is... Oh. It was so damn good. That, that whole gene yeah. day sequence at the end is... Oh. Damn. Uh, Hmm. Pity about the director, and oh yeah, sorry, I forgot. Brian Singer, shit, we can't praise those movies now. <laughs> anyway, uh, but coming back to coming back to Logan, there's so many things that hold the uh, pity about the, the director the understatement of the year. Sorry, no. <laughs> sorry, you were saying about the Logan fight sequence. Yeah, okay, fine. Let's let's stop talking about Brian Singer. I don't want these depressing stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. But uh, the whole uh, the sequence that takes place in the house where they stop to take shelter for the night. Mm-hmm. Brutal. Brutal. Brutal uh, is the word. Yeah. I, like, I, I remember walking. I think I've written a, a review for this. And if I have, I'll go back to it and see what I, what I thought of it back then. Um, it, it felt like that Last of Us gut punch that happens. Uh, if you've seen the show, if you've, if you've yeah. played the game, uh, uh, when, they, when they meet the, the, the brothers... Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that gut punch you feel at the end, it felt very similar to, um, uh, to, to, to that to that scene in, in Logan. What, what's the genre called? Road is, is, is it a road film? What, 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 it is what a road the... film meets like father figure, unlikely father. I don't know what to call it. It's, it's a mm-hmm. it's a vibe more than a genre, I guess. Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic journey. It's kind of is how I'd probably put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the more and more I think about it, Last of Us. Is like eighty percent similar to Logan. Very Not similar. More. I yeah. Hmm, the last I called it the last of Logan when I when I first saw it. So. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, if you haven't seen Logan, I think you should. How have you not seen Logan? It's, it's again. I don't know how to recommend this on Valentine's Day because it's it's depressing as hell. Yeah. Um, but if you want a film that you can get emotional about and 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 have a good time with, honestly, you, you don't need to be a superhero fan. You I'm don't. Gonna, oh, no, I'm going to retry pitching this to people. I'm saying this is not a superhero mm. movie. Just a movie which happens to feature Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yes. I'll try. That's Let's it. see. Yeah. There, there are no superhero characters barring him. Who else? Is yeah. There? Like he's him and Pratik Stewart and and the weird albino guy that Stephen Merchant plays. Which are like yeah. Cal Caliban, his name. Caliban, like yes. So. But yeah, it's not okay. a superhero movie in that sense at all. It's it's a great character drama. Great character. Watch it if you haven't seen it, guys. I 
we highly highly recommend you to i'm sure a lot of you have seen it this is one of the most popular films of the last 10 years but if you have missed it it's gone under your radar it have to go watch it yeah so this was our valentine's day episode movies that we want our partners to watch but somehow we don't seem to be able to get them to do it mm-hmm. uh i don't think i've given up by any means like i said i just got a new angle to pitch logan i'm going to try that <laughs> maybe right after this call you never know uh, i will never stop pitching butch cassidy <laughs> <laughs> again in the words of uh, ivan drago i think this is the second time i'm going i will break you <laughs> Okay. But yeah, that's us for this week. If you haven't liked the episode, guys, please come on, like the episode. It takes yeah. one minute. Not even a minute, it takes it takes a second. Subscribe to us so we can keep putting out more content for you and uh we'll see you on the next one. Uh, we don't know what we're talking about. We're back to square one here. Uh but it will be entertaining. After that I promise you. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.